Hello, baby. Oh my god. Oh my god. Guys, uh. there's Guys, there's a fire. Oh my god, a fire. Sale. Uh, another oh. oh. At the South Coast Plaza. At South We've Coast Boutique? <laughs> yeah, at South Coast Boutique. <laughs> Classic. Classic show. Not on Netflix anymore, right? What? No, Netflix owns it. No, but they were... Hold on, I'm going to Google this. I'm going to break the no, news to you right now. Don't ruin my life. Netflix. Don't. So, uh, it has... Okay, so it'll be on this. It'll it, it will be removed after March twenty twenty six. I think. Are you serious? Yeah. Where is it going? All five seasons of Arrested Development are no longer about to depart. So they were going to be taken off, but then they were like, "Okay, don't worry, you guys got it for until twenty twenty six. They renewed it. So there's a chance that it might just get renewed again. But um, I don't know. A bunch of streamers have been have been cutting uh, shows that they own, like HBO, uh, removed a bunch of HBO Max originals and stuff like that. Why? So it's not out of the question. I guess it, we're going back to this well, where we just talk about pop culture and everything. Yeah, but well, what? the 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 reason they're doing it, I, you know, the reason that they're doing it, from my understanding, are twofold. Um, okay. It's shitty, like money saving things. And so the, 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 the companies are cutting them off the streaming services because then, I believe most of the time, they don't have to pay the actors uh, any residuals or royalties or anything. Uh, and then also, I think, just maybe to save up <laughs> server space. But I also doubt uh, that, um, like, the fucking, like, a, an HBO Max series is taking up that much server space. Although, what do I know? I'm not a server man. Well, you have to ask our, you have to ask our, our guy on the inside. That's right, Mr. Server. Oh, uh, Mr. Algae Rhythm. Mr. Algae Rhythm. That's right. <laughs> yeah, the Warner, the Warner Server Verse that right? we invented before the... the movie. <laughs> independently, we independently invented an evil man. I don't think his plan was the same. He wasn't planning on turning um, LeBron James <laughs> into a tune. Yeah. yeah. I mean, ours, ours, our version was Algo Rhythm, right? Algo like that, that's Rhythm. That's right. His yeah. name was Algo. <laughs> Can, can I just? Isn't it kind of dumb that it's like in the movie he he tells everyone to call him Al G, but it's like why don't he have people call you Mister Rhythm? Like that sounds way cooler. Than yeah, like, you sound like a you sound like a regular guy. If that's like who's named Al G? Like Ali G? Like Borat? <laughs> well, those are different. Have, have have they ever been in the same room together? That's actually a really good question. How do we know that Ali it, G and Borat aren't the same is, people? Is that our? Is that the fan cast for for our character? Is is Ali G? Yes, Ali G plays Algo Rhythm. Uh-huh. Yeah, I don't want to go actually, there. No, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> okay, we're fan casting the style and direction movie, but the whole thing is Sasha Baron Cohen plays all three of us. <laughs> so yeah. what, Sasha Baron Cohen? So you got Borat, Bruno. You got the. You don't think he would just do an Asian accent? You get. I don't. I. He's about. He's only doing characters that he's done before. Oh, you okay. got the Israeli secret police guy from the TV show yeah, where this he tricks America the, or whatever. This is America. He played a barber in Sweeney Todd. 
You got uh, all, he is he, a you, know, you could just be a, you know Isla he's Fisher's a police wife. officer and yeah. uh, and Hugo wife, husband <laughs> my husband yeah uh, that's what that's, that's what, what he says. would say I'm <laughs> oh yeah yeah you're, <laughs> yeah she would she says my wife and she says my husband yeah um he also uh, you think King Julian would be around there or? I think King Julian could be around there so are we no we're not this is not a style and direction movie anymore this is just the Sasha Baron Cohen verse which I think <laughs> yeah, part of the tummy verse. <laughs> No. Adjacent? <laughs> that's, this, happens that's outside, too crazy. Uh, this happens outside of the of the stomach. Okay, yeah. but what if he eats something? <laughs> it, becomes... well, it would just be the individual character of that of that stomach. It'll, okay, it be it'll just become Ozzy and Drix, where they go inside of a building. Oh yeah, that's right. Ozzy and Drix. But Ozzy is and it bad to name the is it bad that the initials of that kid show is O D? I think it's <laughs> actually <laughs> really awful. Well, the, the, there's an ampersand, so it's fine. They, sh- they should have known. Okay. I think whoever named that show should be arrested and sent to prison. Arrested development. Yeah. I on the uh, so to go back to the whole like HBO thing. Um, uh-huh. I I actually the first time I felt that this was when they removed a bunch of cartoons from HBO Max, and yeah. I thought that was the shittiest thing possible. Mm. I I like, think they the, the so like, many good I know stuff. They, they took a bunch of Looney Tunes off. I think they are putting it back on eventually, but. Um, Gotta get my tunes. I'm, you know me. Gotta get my I'm a, tunes. I'm a tune head. So yeah, you're worse than I am, right? I'm, I love tunes. I live in. I basically. I practically live in the tuneverse. Yeah. I think it's yeah. just called Toontown. It is probably just called Toontown. I got smile, all, I darn yes, smile. What are these, the bad movie. guys in Toontown? I've never played the game. Is the I, oh you're you're talking about the, the game Toontown, yes. not the Weasel Toon Patrol. Oh, that the worked for Judge Patrol. Doom. Uh, you're talking about the cogs. Okay, I was gonna say I think it's cogs. Those are kind of uh, uh okay. Well, you know this is like bonus. Co- this is bonus episode material. It's not, and though. hey, we're gonna get to the we're gonna get to the main part in a second here. But uh, the menswear of cogs. It was fu- really funny is that they're like the the cogs that are cash bots <laughs> have pinstripes, but they are dollar signs. Okay. Yeah. And then the marketing or the sell bots, uh, they have a runaway collar. <laughs> Oh, good. For so that. no no ties on that guy. Yeah, I wonder what that means. So do sellers do sellers not like wearing ties because they're the coolest ones, right? Like I think the, it's because the they're difference? the cool guys and they're trying to be Hollywood and impress. I'm looking it up right now. Toontown Cogs. I mean, I don't know. This is kind of like yuppie. I mean, it's kind of yuppie core, like technically speaking. The the law bots wear navy blue suits with red bow ties. The cash bots are green pinstripe suits with with dollar signs. The cell bots have a runaway collar, and then the boss bots have brown suits, pinstripes, and a dark tie. Boss bot is and a pretty cool name. Yeah, and they've got they've got like names like uh like the le- the legal eagle, the big cheese, uh, corporate a big raider, cheese? the big cheese. Yeah, uh, spin doctor, hmm. uh, penny pincher. Uh, the mingler is the only female. The mingler. Oh, I, I think the name dropper and the mingler is that sexist? That's sexist, right? Like what, the are only women female known for mingling. Well, like they're both like conversate, like the women be talking. You know what I mean? Like they're both <laughs> women, like the yeah. two canonically women, uh, canonically women cogs is the name dropper. So like, oh man, oh, bitches be like talking about like. I feel like I, I, I got to I I'm gonna say that I don't think name dropping is a specifically female stereotype. I feel like that's that's. Uh... That, that applies to both people, but mingling. I don't know about mingling. <laughs> mingling, I'm, fraternizing. Yeah, I'm just gonna say I'm not gonna look up a picture of the the mingler because 
don't want to get a boner while we while we record uh, this episode. <laughs> I just just that well, name. Well, 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 I, well on the opposite side, why? Because <laughs> <laughs> I love the angle. Yeah. Okay. Well, my thing is, why can't is because is it they gave them those names because it would be bad to give them the other names like a woman like okay I get it you can't have a woman two face because that that would be too sexist right like that's like that I I'll, I also I don't know if that's the reason this was when the, when was this game made like fucking two thousand two uh, or something two thousand like five okay two thousand five I don't think they were having these conversations in the writers room I gotta be honest I you don't, don't think, think they. You don't think uh, that the Bechdel test was part of the? I get the Bechdel test. I think existed by then. I don't think they were applying the Bechdel test. Is there? Does? Are there? Are there like Like what are? Okay, wait. In <laughs> Toontown, I gotta understand this. Yeah. Are there like main characters? Is there Goofy and Mickey and shit like that, or is it just like the adventures that your character is going on? Uh, they, so the the main those those main tunes, the Mickey whatever, they are NPCs. Okay. They're, they're they're like they're like mayors of their own districts. Like okay. There's like Mickey's Toontown, then you got like Goofy's Harb no. Goofy Harbor. And then there's Donald's Dreamland. Mm-hmm. Daisy's oh, wow. Gardens. Yeah. So they all have like their own their own places Donald and Minnie's Melody huh? Land. So theoretically well, yeah. I'm just if you are plan- <laughs> if you are a lady or you have a lady character and you go yeah. up and you talk to Minnie about gardening or something like that. Then the game does that pack passes. The, that passes it does pass, the Bechdel yeah. test. Yeah, but is that does yeah. it only pass if you play as a lady character? So it's like well, the I think onus I think there's the also other lady NPCs who are in the Toon Resistance who are trying to fight the Cogs. Oh, the Toon so Resistance. Assuming, yeah, you're you're probably talking about. I mean, I guess and Cogs have no gender. I mean, I guess technically speaking, to go back to Cogs don't Cogs robots, don't have, don't have gender. gender. And yeah. do Toons have gender? And not hey, first off, I mean. You might say they have no gender, but these illustrations of these cogs I'm looking at are <laughs> again. That's why I'm not looking up the mingler. I, yeah, I don't look know. up the and the mingler's technically the hottest one. <laughs> Whoa. Okay. Technically. Okay. I mean. Okay. Because it's a not robot. Not to go even further it. off topic here, but I could see a cool alt girl who loves Toontown. <laughs> you know, cosplays a mingler because it's short pink hair. Like, come on. Like that's that's the like. Come on. Yeah. So all someone get Isabel girls online. who love Toontown. Yeah, got, I mean, I've also, I mean, I've met, I've met some of those, and they're, they're uh, it's pretty good. Uh-huh. Um, you know, it's it's like it's like those it's like the girls who like play Minecraft. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Minecraft girls. I think, sure. Uh, sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Minecraft was free, and is free technically, but Toontown you had to buy it, and that's my segue. Hello everyone, welcome okay. to Style Direction. Ten minutes on the fucking dot, baby. Wow. Welcome to Style Direction, a men's podcast without the stuffiness. I am Ethan M. Long. I'm Spencer DSO. And I'm MJ. Welcome. It's a men's podcast without any stuffiness. Uh, it's None. not about it's not about games we played when we were fifth grade. Or I was fifth we played. Grade, I you played you played it like yesterday. Don't talk about fifth grade. <laughs> You still play I, this th- game. No, when, when did I actually... I think I played it well, during my Ascot Chang time because, uh, like, during the downtime, I needed a game to play that yeah. could run easily on a laptop. And so one of them was Toontown Rewritten, uh, which I guess it made it free to play at that point. So it, it was democratized for the mm. for the masses. Okay. Uh, but yeah, but today... Well, are we, we are I talk- think maybe we'll get into yes. that something being free doesn't necessarily mean it's democratized, I guess. That's true. That's very true. Uh, so as you as you've just heard, we are talking about buying things today. We're talking about specifically our buying process, how we commit to buying, 
how that leads to, you know, regret, uh, you know, kind of touching on trends most likely, but we have a future episode on like trends and fatigue, which will close out this year and we're only halfway through it. So you guys got to wait six months for that one. Um, and a little bit about cost per wear, because that's kind of also one of something that we've, we've inched on about inched on like a worm. Um, Worms over here. Yeah. A sniveling worm. Why are worms sniveling? Because they're like, because they're crawling on their bellies everywhere. It's pathetic. Is that? He's, okay. he's a man is sniveling mean pathetic? I thought sniveling. I guess sniveling is different than. It's but sniveling is pathetic behavior. Yes, it's cry to to cry and sniff, <laughs> and sniff in a feeble or fretful way. Yeah, I'm feeble and fretful. Actually, that's yeah. that's the names of my two brothers. Feeble and fretful. Feeble and fretful. What's up, Freeble? Freeble. Freeble. What's up, free guy? <laughs> is that is that what they called Ryan Gosling? Speaking of Blake Lively, yeah. Actually, we didn't. No one knows what that was a reference <laughs> to. We, we were talking about free guy right before the episode. That's right. Not a, yeah. yeah. Uh, not about Charlize Theron. Mm-hmm. There's my hint for whatever that could have been about. Anyway, uh, but yeah, let's talk about this. So buying, what goes through our minds when we're buying, and is you know, I guess ultimately, is buying necessary to participate in menswear? First off, no. You don't... I Even though a lot of us tend to be buying things all the time... We tend to be buying. Maybe not um, all the time. But, it's yeah. not... Okay, not... I mean, I, I... In my head, I think we definitely buy less than other people, I, but... I, I would maybe reword this thing. I think... <laughs> I think some buying is necessary. Like, I... I yeah, I, maybe constant buying. Constant yes, buying. Like, cons- like, you don't have to be always buying something. You don't have to, like, have something that you're like, oh, I'm saving up for this, or, like, you don't have to have new purchases every month. Um, but yeah. But I think, I think it would be hard to say someone is participating, like, I don't know, maybe you could say that they're participating in menswear if they're just, like, on forums and maybe going to trunk mm. shows and stuff like that, but if they're just wearing huge basketball shorts all the time. I don't know. I, I really doubt that, that oh, there's a huge number of people who fit that exact demographic of people who are really interested in online menswear communities but don't wear any clothing at all. But, you know. Yeah, I mean, I guess, I mean, yeah, you'd, at a certain point, buying is not necessary to participate, I, mm-hmm. I believe, because I feel like at a certain point, all three of us will stop buying as much because we'll, we'll have owned what we've wanted to own, and we'll get to that sentiment later. Um but there's that flip side of like you know for for a little period of time you you have to buy in a sense because that's how you evolve that's how you expand your style that's how you try new things that's how you add to the canon of your expression mm-hmm. um unless i mean unless you're like digging in the ground you find clothes that fit what you exactly want if mm-hmm. that's not happening then you probably have to buy to uh to acquire those things mm-hmm. um but yeah we want to talk about all of that and Right, bef- right before this, actually, you know, so we talked about the importance of buying. The reason why I, I want to talk about this, I, we just watched a, a TikTok that kind of <laughs> we just reinforced how, how important this is. It's so it's a how guy. Mermaids are real. <laughs> no question mark. Sponsored it by uh, Little Mermaid. Little Mermaid. Yeah. Not really. Aquafina as Scuttle. Crazy choice. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, crazy. Man, that, this movie. I think I'm going to see it opening night, actually. I just thought about it for a second. <laughs> gonna... Thinking about Aquafina as Scuttle, you're like, I'm buying the tickets right now. I, I actually I went, just went on AMC and I bought the tickets for opening <laughs> night. Wait, why, why AMC? 
why don't you pay even more money and go to the El Capitan uh, <laughs> Actually, experience? I you think know? that's a great idea. <laughs> Here's my thing. Mm-hmm. I will. I I I think it's fun. I've only been to one El Capitan experience where I watched Monsters Inc. and they had like a crazy experience. It was so cool. Oh, I went when I was never... a kid to the Monsters Inc. thing too. Yeah. yeah. Well, I've never Have been I... since then. Well, hold on. Oh. Have I have I said this? I when I went on the Monsters Inc. thing, I I don't know if it was the same thing that we went to, but there was um, a thing where you can like do you could pr- practice scaring. There was like a robotic child, and you pressed a button and you scared it. Um, and I spent a long time doing that and didn't explore any of the other exhibits. And I was so sad when my mom was like, "We gotta leave." <laughs> and then I, I yeah. on the on the yeah. flip side, I don't even remember that, but there was one where you would you would shoot out like laundry because that's like toxic stuff and you'd have to mm. catch it in someone else's thing see that's, I missed that's out something on i remember that. yeah you see I... we both we both found what we wanted yeah i wanted to <laughs> well, scare mine was clothes and you mine, wanted mine to throw clothing. out laundry and i'm a scary yeah. scary guy yeah uh, i guess you have to go I, to monsters I, university to find out just exactly how scary you are i just i just scare a lot of people by existing because they don't see me when entering a room and then i say hello <laughs> and they jump that happens to me probably three times a week Three times a week? Yes. That happens with a lot of times with my roommates um, and sometimes with coworkers. Hey, guys. Oh, fuck. Yeah, because I'll be down in the kitchen and someone will come downstairs or come inside and they never expect anyone. It's, <laughs> they never expect anyone. I live there. I'm downstairs frequently, but, you know, it's a, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm still always a shock. Yeah, uh, four stages of fashion. He uh, made in the URL. Uh, go follow him on TikTok. He says it's discovery, desire, got it, and had it. And my favorite sizes at Coldstone. Yeah, and he <laughs> gotta gotta have it. Yeah. Uh, and had he says it is desire. When you, when you poop. <laughs> God. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's the size of the toilet bowl. Uh, <laughs> desire. So desire is an important part here because that's where you get to see what you like, but you can't own it, and that kind of forces you to develop your taste and form your aesthetic this is how you know you find alts you know you try and do vintage etc and in the current you know the current uh, age of fashion that we're in right now people get to skip that desire part they get to see something through discovery and they go right to i got it because you can Mm -hmm. buy it you know vintage is available you can buy you know oh i I just about levi's 501s now i can just straight up buy it you know there's no like oh i gotta hunt for this shit uh but he says that skipping to the got it stage removes the foundation of why you like it, which can lead to, uh, and which I think can lead to regret, maybe not valuing your clothes, or at least not valuing it as we do, and maybe easily casting it off in favor of other things much more easily. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, I thought that was super fascinating. And, you know, again, I, I feel like whenever we talk in our Discord about buying things, I feel that we, our buying process is different than a lot of people. Um, and I don't, I'm, oh, I'm trying to try and find out why, why that is. Uh, and, you know, that, that's the whole point of the podcast. So let's start off here. What makes us decide to buy something or what inspires that feeling? Uh, Spencer, if you want to take that one first. Sure. Um, I mean, really quick to piggyback off that last point uh, that you had with the TikTok. Uh, I do think I'm, I'm, I'm piggybacking. I'm on your back right now. I think that the like Yoda, like Yoda, I'm just like Grogu. Oh, yes. 
uh, Yoda I am. Um, but anyway, I think that um, having that stage, Yoda, Yoda of uh, not being able to afford the stuff that you want, or even not not necessarily not being able to afford it, but just not having immediate access to it is important. Because uh, I think it's a great education. Because it, like like you said, uh, it does tell you it, it it forces you to figure out why you like something. Uh, and so if, you know, for example, with us, it's like we, we would look at these illustrations or, or old movies or something. Uh, yeah. And then we would be like, okay, I want like this jacket with broad shoulders and a wide lapel. And I want these shirts, you know, with the long collars and stuff like that. And we would be looking at the details and not just like, oh, I want this like one thing or something that'll make me look cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so I think that's a really great education. Uh, as for what makes me want to buy something... Um, I don't know. I think it's 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 a lot. If if I see something and can immediately be like, oh, this is how I would wear it, or it's like I could definitely see this fitting in my wardrobe, uh, then usually that's something that I want to I want to get on. And especially if I can like try it, it, seeing something in person is way. Oh yeah, we'll talk about that. Yeah, that's yeah. way better to, for me than uh, just buying something online. Yeah. Uh, do you do you know where you get? Uh, maybe I guess you know to use the made in your made in URL uh, mm-hmm. stages. Where do you find the most discovery of the things that you like? Is it usually like I know it's the internet because of because that's just where you know our our age. But like, is it from a brand? Is it a vintage photograph? Is it seeing someone like a post of someone else wearing it? Like how does it's it's like that? old old movies? Honestly, a lot of the time. Like okay, I've been yeah. watching. I, shout out to Tubi. It's free TV. Um, but I've been watching a lot of Tubi. I think Peep Show is on that actually, because Peep Show is now off Hulu, but it is now on Tubi. It's off Hulu, but on Tubi. Yeah, off who? Tubi. It's off who to be. But anyways, speaking of Tubi, B two. I don't know where I'm going. Or not. Not or not to be. But um, they have a great collection of like seventies like B movies and stuff like that, uh, and like exploitation movies. So I've been watching a lot of those. Uh, they have a bunch of like really fun like fifties and sixties war movies. All these like these these old movies that are you don't you wouldn't necessarily even see on like Criterion or HBO or something like that. Um, yeah, I, I've been watching a lot of those and getting a lot of inspiration from that. But a lot of times it's like it's it's not a specific. I mean, it might be a specific brand, but we've talked about this before. It's it's like a vibe. I'm like looking for. I'm trying. I'm trying to find like a specific vibe. So it's like you know, I have a a beach bonfire going on. So I'm doing the thing that I always do, where I look at you know a bunch of old photos and videos of 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 people on the beach to see like the kinds of things that they're wearing, stuff like that, uh, mm-hmm. and just trying to uh, craft this vibe with clothes. Yeah. Yeah. What, what about what about you, MJ? What what where do you start to see the things that you want to buy? Um. A lot of the times it's the, uh, I mean, I'm just going off the notes here, but the cosplaying and looking at inspiration from my friends or, you know, people that were around, um, you know, it's just that sort of thing. Like we've kind of talked about this before, how like with hobbies, like the reason why you're friends with people is because you have similar views or similar similar interests so when when you see something that look like you know looks good on ethan looks good on spencer um i can kind of imagine it looking good on myself looking good um with clothes that that i that i own you know even even if we you know obviously we don't dress like each other 100 percent you know all the time so um 
it's like our our takes on like certain stuffs uh, um certain certain items or certain aesthetics mm-hmm. yeah so do you think for you at least you get to live vicariously through us first were, were your tastemakers yeah. not not to be well, like i mean like like <laughs> we it does introduce it to you is that what you're saying kind of yeah i mean like and i'm pretty sure you've you've said the reverse as well you know for 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 us too so it's like um yeah it's like a uh it's like a everybody eats sort of thing or it's and you know, i'm gonna eat there yeah and then we're, and we're always eating so and we're always it's... eating <laughs> well i think th- this is we're an the interesting big thing. eaters <laughs> um I think one one aspect about menswear, at least our approach to menswear, that makes our buying different is that I think we're, like you said, Spencer, we are looking for a vibe, which I, I would translate to like we're kind of just open to things. Mm-hmm. Um, and the funny part is that we are very specific, so it, it, it's a little bit of like a oxymoron. But I, I share that because I think most people try and buy based on recommendations, hmm. right? Like there's there's an overt list and I'm not trying to say everyone's like a sheep following a trend, but there is with men's where it's like, you gotta have it, you gotta have this. It, it, there's an, there is a fashion industry part to it where the industry pumps out these things and they say, you gotta have this, you gotta buy this. But for us, since we are not exactly in there, not saying that we're not influenced by that too, but when you want, when you get it from just watching things, you build up that, 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 that want list without it being recommended to you top down. So you're kind of open to a lot of things. And so like if something is new, like for example, like like 1930s ski attire, like mm-hmm. that to me is kind of a new thing for me because I, I mainly bought like suits and maybe workwear, but it's related to the vibe I like, which is like 30s sportswear, which is like a mix of like rugged and tailoring. So even though it's new, I feel like this affinity for it. Uh, but it's not like saying that you had to do this. But, like, if I thought of myself as, like, a guy in the 30s or a guy trying to dress like the 30s, okay, what would he wear if he was, like, in the mountains or something? And so, like, this 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 purchase kind of naturally makes sense. And, of course, I also get it because back then they probably used magazines and probably bought stuff because they were being told to buy stuff. So I, I get that it's not, you know, it's not a perfect system here. Yeah. Um, but it is different for me to be like, oh, I want a tweed jacket because I saw this guy wearing it in a movie mm-hmm. or in the photograph as opposed to, like, oh... I want this tweed jacket because the latest Drake's editorial came out and he's wearing a tweed jacket. Mm-hmm. Like, I think on the, on that point, we just want a tweed jacket that fits this thing as opposed to a specific tweed jacket from Drake's or a specific one from the Armory. And that makes our buying inherently different because we don't need to wait for the for the item to be created, in a sense. Like, we don't... Like, I'm not on the edge of my seat waiting mm-hmm. for the Armory to make something that I've wanted because I know what I want. Mm-hmm. Like... My thing is, are they gonna? Are will anyone make this jacket uh, and ready to wear? And if not, I have to find a vintage. So like that—that's already making our approach, I think, a little bit different. Yeah. No, I I see this a lot, and it's something that um, uh, uh, Die Workwear Derek has kind of fought back a lot against on Twitter. Uh, yeah. Is this idea that it's like? I mean, you see it a lot with fast fashion. It's like you 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 know people criticize fast fashion for being um you know like environmentally harmful or bad for workers or something like that and then you get all these people who are like oh so you're just saying that poor people shouldn't be allowed to be stylish or something or shouldn't be or have nice things or something and first of all 
yeah, like Sheen Sheen isn't nice things, so like whatever. But also, um, I, I like I think it's fair to say that like unfortunately, it's just the reality that not everyone is going to have access to everything, like at any social socioeconomic level. Like there's there might be certain items that you want, like certain clothing items that you're just simply not going to be able to have or replicate until you get to a certain point and it's like not i don't think that's like necessarily a good thing but it's also just kind of the, the reality that i think is yeah I mean, you can't you, you can't accept. treat fashion as a commodity it's no not, it's not it's, supposed to be a commodity uh-huh, exactly yeah and so i um, mean we've talked about this before where occasionally we'll get someone who will be like how do i dress like you guys on a budget of like 20 dollars a year or something and we just have to say it's like you can't i'm sorry you say no yeah i also f- I mean, I know we'll get into this later about like how much we decide is worth something. But there's a but there's a part where I'm like, I have these clothes and I did get it for cheap. But there's a chance that you probably can't because you yeah. don't have access to it, or you have to wait. You didn't until get eBay. it ten years ago. Yeah, yeah, like oh yeah, I got this gabardine shirt for fifty bucks at a at a store and it still fits me. Uh, but nowadays, like I because I bought Gab shirts now from like Joyride, and this is not a this is not a knock on Joyride, mm-hmm. um, because I I do think it's rarer to find now. But like they're they're basically double the price that they were ten years ago. Yeah. But of course, at the time ten years ago, this was basically like a hundred dollars to me because I didn't make a lot of money. So mm-hmm. it's it, it's it's the inflation of it all uh, kind of makes sense. But but uh, on that note, yeah, there's I mean I'm wearing right now a chambray Brooks Brothers vintage like maybe like 90s or early 2000s chambray shirt got it for like 40 bucks on ebay maybe 50 Mm -hmm. because i was in the bidding war i bet you it would still be hard to find a basically dead stock chambray button-down collar shirt now oh yeah like i i think like i think everyone's buying brooks now everyone's buying brooks makers that is like you know that is that's just the unfortunate thing of all three at least uh spencer and i have gotten to this way earlier and so we've also you know gotten our tastes Mm-hmm. like down and so we were able to buy these things and, and um and, and again we'll get into the whole vintage mindset of like if you like it and you don't and you, you feel like you're gonna wear it you should buy it right now um but yeah uh but let's talk a little bit about deciding to buy something that is not in the canon so i think we've, we've just said that like we've developed all of our tastes like i like apparel arts apparel arts shows you a lot of things like there are short jackets in there there are pullovers there are variations of suits so for me I already kind of know all the suits I've always wanted. You know, the green suit. There are a bunch mm-hmm. of green suits in the 30s. I have one now. It's DB, single breast, etc. Khaki gabardine suit. Got it. You know? And so I've I've already kind of like, you know, I, I feel like I'm just buying the things I've always wanted. I just have the money now and it's more popular or more easily found. Like yeah. I would, like it, with suit supply, right? Like I could not buy a green suit unless it was custom. And that's like a lot of money for custom. And you probably can't get the wide legs I wanted. So I probably was like, well, I'm probably never going to own a green suit or I'm going to have to spend a lot of money for true bespoke or I'm going to have to wait until SJC or someone makes a reproduction green suit in a wide leg 30s cut that I can actually enjoy. But then mm-hmm. you got Dave, um, you know, who made the stuff. So again, it kind of lucked out. Dave. But let's talk a little bit about like the things that are not like vintage or that's not really like basics or classic menswear. Like what about like the more fashiony things? Cause Spencer, you bought like Mr. Freedom, that jacket there. Um, 
what what inspired like that particular one? I know I know you don't buy designer stuff very often as yeah. much as me or MJ. Well, but that's kind of a similar one. And because it's funny, because that was like super. That was a basic. That I, it's just like a blue short. I guess I you're right. Yeah. But yeah. it's it is it, that was kind of just my desire for like it was like I didn't have a blue short coat. Um, I didn't like. I had like tried to buy a couple like the French ones, but I didn't necessarily uh, always like how they fit or. Like I wanted something with a more dramatic collar and stuff like that, um, and it was it was literally like I saw an Instagram post of like you know like one of the Mr. Freedom guys wearing it on the beach or something, and I'm like, oh, I could see myself wearing a jacket like this on the beach, and then I just thought yeah. about it for a couple of days, and then Joe Biden or this might have been Donald Trump giving us a bunch of money. I think that was Trump giving us money. So sorry everybody, but Donald Trump bought me that jacket. <laughs> um, <laughs> there you go. And so, but that was that was a case of like it was just kind of the the. <laughs> the right place in the right time where I had that influx of cash where I could justify spending like 400 bucks or whatever it was on a pretty plain blue jacket. Um, but I mean, this is also, I think going to get into just how I buy things in general, but everything I buy, I kind of buy with the expectation of like, okay, I'm going to wear this like forever. Uh, and yeah, I know we've talked same. about that before, but that was a case of like, okay, I don't have a blue short coat. Why don't I just buy like the like my ideal like version of the blue chore coat right now yeah and then i'll just have it like i i, I didn't like it was at the point where i didn't want to like do the whole thing of like buying something else and upgrading um and that's like i don't know that's kind of how I, I i feel about a lot of things now where uh i mean i'll still get like you know i, I just prefer to get the original or like the the real deal i don't necessarily I, i'll still get reproductions and stuff like that in cases um where it's like gonna be impossible to get like the true vintage version yeah um but if i can just get the the original or like the the, the real thing then i prefer that yeah mm. no i'm i'm kind of with you on that like uh but 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 first i mean it's it's you're aware of mr freedom this was not like a mm -hmm. trending item right this is a, this is a, a basic like you said yeah i think that's gonna characterize a lot of what we buy like we bu we bu we do buy stuff um, they are new to us in certain cases, but they're not exactly like crazy, and it's it's not hard for us to incorporate it into our attire. I think that's one of the again one of the differences that we have with our buying process. Mm -hmm. You know, I could, and I don't think anyone in our Discord would disagree, but I do think that because we've been into this for such a long time, at least for me and Spencer, their their idea of this is like like oh buying like that kind of truck it's crazy because they don't they wouldn't want that yet. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? But this is something like in the 10 years of you being into men's response, you don't have a short coat that you liked. So like at this stage of life, you're like, okay, well I found one, I can afford it or, and yeah. I can, I can get this one. And I would say it's kind of the same thing, same thing for me, you know, like when I think about like, like, like let's, let's take the green suit, for example. Um, that's something that I've always wanted. Some of my favorite illustrations are the green, they call it love it green. Um, I know my suit's not love it green because it just, it's not, and it's cotton. It's not like flannel, but it's something that I've always like wanted. I've always I love the photographs of it. I uh, you know there's single breasted DB uh, versions of it all over Esquire man, mm -hmm. and even though like Dave is a relatively new friend of mine, only in, like the past five years we've only like perfected like the wide fit like maybe like two three years ago, mm -hmm. um, but it's like it's and it, it, it is crazy because I've never owned a green suit before. Technically speaking, I had a green like green brown flecked Kamoshida suit. Um, that MJ now owns because I cannot I can't imagine how I ever fit into that I'm <laughs> fucking there's no way but anyway it, there's this idea that I've always kind of wanted it and it, it's the the desire was always there and so 
the leap to doing it was just like, well, what's what's stopping me? You know, I, I was in the I was in the prime position for it and I knew I was going to wear it. And it is probably one of my most worn suits because of how how great it is. You know, you guys see me wear the green suit all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, on that note, it's, it, it, it really is a lot of our purchases are just things that we've always wanted. And I think maybe like being the vintage part of us is like, well, I'm going to keep holding out until I can find a vintage version. And if not, if once once the desire for it reaches a, its apex, it's like, well, if this thing already exists and you're ready to wear from a designer or from like a curated vintage shop, then you're like, well, I, I guess I just got to buy it at that point. You know, like I would say like my, my, my black double writer is the same way where I'm like, I thought I could like stumble into it. Or I thought maybe I could eBay it, tried for years and I just, well... I'm at Inspiration LA right now. It's right in front of me. It's only, it's like, what, 400 bucks, which is a little high, but it's a deep pocket and it's Hercules. And so it was like, okay. And I bought it because I, mm-hmm. I wanted it right there, you know? Um, and so, yeah, I think we all try and find the vintage version as much as possible. But, but sometimes when the timing is just right, we just, we just kind of do it. Um, but a lot of people don't have that vintage mindset that they, they, you know, they don't really languish in the, in the desire part of it where, you know, when Spencer and I would go to like Joyride or or Paper Moon or Benny's, and we'd be like, okay, well, I need like a navy blue suit. But then you go there, and it's either like a bunch of fifties ones which we don't like, or there's just no. He doesn't have blue suits that day or that mm-hmm. week. It's like, okay, uh, what do I do? I'm not I'm not gonna buy a Macy's one because that would be uh that would be antithetical to our authenticity. Like, why would we? That would be a waste. That would be that would truly be a waste of money because we know mm-hmm. we're not gonna wear that. And then we don't, you know, we don't fall forward enough for custom, but we also just can't ask Benny to make it because he's not, he's not a custom guy. It's just, it's ready to wear. And so we are pretty comfortable to like languish in this thing of like, I want this, but I, I literally can't have it. And that comes down to because all of the things that we want have all these, um, have all of these details. And it's only until later when you get to, you know, get to be friends with Dave or you get to be um, just around more we're better at ebay now where you can actually just find whatever you want um, and of course grailed exists now the real real P- polo ralph lauren gets <laughs> stuff is on there now so it's not like there's way more options now for sure um mm. but i think that that the uh, the 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 wanting to get vintage first because it's usually a couple hundred bucks cheaper is what puts us at like this edge of like really re re uh really emphasizing our taste because if we like it for that long, we probably will want it later and we probably will wear it later. You know, we don't get to just mm-hmm. buy it um, immediately. Uh, but on that note, does, does that ever happen to you guys? What's something that you guys have bought where you're like, oh, I like this thing and I bought it? Like, what, are, are all of like these like... Like, I don't know. Yeah, I like, feel... you, I'm talking like, like, yeah, like discovering this thing that you've previously have not been exposed to and then buying it. I feel like that happens to me a lot. That's like one of the that's probably a, that's more of bad your habits. Thing. Yeah, that's one of the, one of my bad habits from vintage, where it's like I I can be kind of impulsive with uh, with purchases. Um, mm. Where if I where if I like it like in the moment, I'm like I really want to buy this. Yeah. Um, but I, I I make an attempt normally to uh, like think about it for a couple days. But I mean, yeah. that kind of happened with the Vague Watch Company watch that I bought. Like I purchased. I I mean, oh, that yeah, was, you you found bought, out about it, then you bought it. I feel like, like like it was it was a couple days, but I it it wasn't like this literally the same day, but it was within the week. And then honestly, the same thing with like the Mister Freedom jacket, where, um, I I saw the Instagram post and then I thought about it for a couple days and then I just drove there after work and like pitched and like picked it up. Um, 
but yeah, that's like that's again like a, a very vintage collector habit of being like, okay, well, I need to buy it now, otherwise, I'm never gonna have the chance again. <laughs> that that um, is true. I mean, that's that's flip side. So like for the vintage ex- buying experience, mm-hmm. and this could be not just going to vintage stores, but like picking it. Also, it's like if you see it and you know you kind of like it, you should probably buy it. Yeah. Um, if you don't like it, it's totally fine. Like, because it, it's going to be gone to the Aether, but that's a double-edged sword, because then if you do like it, you'll run out on it. And this and this is, like, kind of related, but, like, I have a this small thing of, like, I can save this piece. Like, this mm-hmm. is more of, like, a, a thrifting thing, because I thrift more than you guys. Um, but there is, I found a Brooks Makers orange button-down collar shirt. Mm. Uh, not 60s, probably, like, you know, late 80s or so. But I know I'm not going to wear this orange, like, peach-ish shirt. But I'm like, but it's like $5. And it's like, it's right here. And I want to give it life because I'm like, I could think of like three outfits I could wear it with, right? Like, you mm-hmm. know, like very 60s and wear it with like a navy blazer, gray slacks, black knit tie, right? Mm-hmm. But it's not something that I would normally reach toward. And so I had to be like, you know what? Someone else will like this. Someone else will give this life. I'm going to not buy it. But that 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 has been a part of some of my regrets, which we'll get into later, about like buying something because I kind of like it and I I want to do it justice because I don't want it to languish here. I'm here to I'm a, I'm a white state I'm a white knight for these clothes that I think can be <laughs> can be saved. That's right. Um, but what about you, MJ? I know that you have some designer stuff. Like you know, how do you get? What about the things that you got exposed to and then bought relatively quickly? Um. Yeah, I don't. It, it's sometimes plastic like, shoes. Yeah, it's just um. It you know when you see it sort of thing like it something just something just clicks and you're it like, sings in your yeah. brain like yeah and like I like Spencer was saying I still you know I I I still don't see them as like as like impulse buys or or like uh, a true impulse like, buy yeah where it's just like see it add it to cart ship it yeah you're know? not you're not you're not scrolling on essence and then buying it immediately yeah like I, I still think about it i still look at other things that are kind of like um maybe not necessarily in the same like uh same like like slot i guess or like oh a different version of this thing that i would i, I could alternatively wear um I, you know i still take a couple a couple days to mm-hmm. think about it and you know think do i do i need it am i what what am i able to wear it with uh stuff like that you know i think that is a big part of it is like if i can if i can immediately see how it's going to slot into my wardrobe and like all the things i could wear it with then that's where i'm like i feel like i should i deserve this you know yeah <laughs> like do, yeah do, do, do you do it as a as like a as like a, a treat something like i I it's haven't a, bought a anything in a while. Um, I, I don't do. I haven't done that recently because it would not be financially wise. But um, I, I did. I did that for a while. Yeah, I also wonder if I buy stuff as a treat because I feel like I don't. I don't like. I don't go shopping. You know, like just randomly. I don't. I'm like. I'm not like going out there just to like. Oh, what am I gonna? What am I gonna buy today? Mm-hmm. I say that as someone who goes to the flea market and the thrift store to see what I can find. So maybe that's not exactly true. Um, but I feel like, yeah, and nothing is truly an impulse buy. Even the, the designer stuff, because I don't, I don't walk into stores. I don't really online shop. I think I have kind of trying to growing to grow out of using eBay mm-hmm. very much. I know that we've all kind of had phases where we're like, we're just on the. I know we and Spencer like, we're just on eBay, just buying shit because like it's all there. Um, yeah. But I think again, one, one, one 
major part there is that we're trying to buy it pretty cheap and we're not trying to buy crazy stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, the positive reinforcement of buying something, it's more so, again, I'm buying something that I've always wanted or have had a preference or a taste for. Mm. Um, and so I haven't been any like true, true impulse buys. Like, you know, I haven't been like, uh, oh, someone sends me something or I see something. I'm like, I got to buy this right now. And it's not something I've always wanted. Usually, again, it's like, I have, this is off topic, but mine's more of a styling thing, which again, contributes more to the uh, backlog. So it's more so, mm-hmm. oh, I see a guy wearing a blue reverse stripe shirt and a brown check jacket. I don't have to buy those things. I just go and get up. I walk to my closet, put those two things together. There, that yep. my, my serotonin has been released because I can do those things. I just, I just have that closet. I don't really have anything that I'm missing in that sense. You know, mm-hmm. nothing is like... Again, I'm I'm not I'm not seeing like a oh wow I just saw the Scott Fraser thing I'm gonna buy that shirt right now that doesn't happen to me I don't see a I don't see Bryce Lynn's posting a thing and going oh I'm gonna buy the that that rayon shirt right now you know like that that really just doesn't it doesn't apply to me like that even you know even mm-hmm. me buying my M43 pants I was pretty okay with never owning M43 pants and then I ended up stumbling into it at a vintage sale and so I was like well they're here now Might so. As well. But then that had yeah. the thing for a Spencer because then, then you wanted them because now you saw them in person and you bought the camel mm-hmm. ones from Bronson. And then yeah. you finally then but you're like, oh, I got to get the HBT olive ones. And then you then we went to Vintage Productions and you found those ones there. And because that was also a case of like, that's when I knew that it would be way too expensive to get the camel ones. Um, so I was like, OK, I'll compromise here. But yeah, for the for the, the green, green ones, ones. Yeah, you I'm want like, the original. I, want, I would prefer the originals. Yeah. Yeah. And I maybe this is just this whole episode is Ethan flexing because it's like one of those things where I own two M forty three pants now because mm-hmm. I found one for like fifty bucks, um, and so Why like not? that's that's yeah I'm a fucking I'm a fucking god out there, dude. Um, but but yeah, I maybe let's talk here about like about committing now. Let's talk about like how much how much time do you take? You guys have mentioned a little bit about like oh it took a couple of days for you to fully commit to this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, what what about other stuff like like a like a navy jacket or something like that like uh, you know things that are more like basics that you know you wanted a more investment version of um, what was like the time the timeline there? I mean, there's a lot of stuff that just kind of uh, f- fell into my lap or not fell into my lap, but like I just suddenly had the opportunity to purchase something that I didn't have before, and that's how I got it. And that was the same case with. Um, the like my navy jacket if we're using that as an example uh i didn't oh really that's have a right good, yeah i didn't really have a great like navy blazer um and then i this is when i was working at put this on one came into the office and i just you know was like okay can i buy this and so i got it at, you know with the employee discount. and this is your this is your navy blazer with a crest yeah no that was that was oh. uh one that i bought at a vintage store in la um oh, okay. the the other one without the crest the plain one Oh yeah, um, the hops. Oh, that, that's a true hopsack one. The hopsack yeah, one is from Put This On, but yeah, that that one was kind of funny because that was uh, one that I found in a vintage store, and then I was like, I, I didn't buy it immediately, but I was like, I need this, and so I was, I like called the store and I was like, Hey, do you guys still have this? And then, um, and then got it. So yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about what about you, MJ? What's the what's like the yeah, the long. The long process and the short process. Uh, the medium process. For committing. The long and the short I mean, of it. It's kind of like um it's kinda of like you know how you no- you notice things more 
when you're like looking for them or like thinking of them um i guess the first couple things that come to mind is like uh you know when we were i was looking for a jungle jacket or like you know like the aviator jacket um it's like you're you know you're looking for the the right one or the the one that you really like and then once you once you find them it's like it's no 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 not no hesitation but it's an easy easier sell to yourself to to yeah. to buy it cuz like like I said you have been looking for those things so it's like when it comes up and it's you know checking all the boxes um it's yeah it, it's not as hard to commit to yeah i mean that that yeah that definitely comes with just being aware of everything i think that might be like the biggest cheat code where like we're not like discovering things thanks to I, I can only think of like Drake's and eighteen well not eighteen East but like Drake's SFC like these are brands we found out because we had the taste that we have mm-hmm. we're mm-hmm. like you know like I wasn't like whoa Italian collar shirts never heard of that before thanks Scott like no mine's like oh in my search for Italian knit shirts in like nineteen fifties resort where I found Scott like mm-hmm. years ago technically I found him because he messaged me first but like. You know, it, it was one of those things where I already had the taste and then I found the place that has them versus, you know, being like introduced to everything all the time. Yeah. So, like, I didn't like abstract ties just because Drake's blew up. I like Drake's because they made the ties that were new instead of me buying my vintage ones all the time, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, I, I mean, so on a similar note with my Navy Blazer, I always wanted a Navy Blazer because it's a, it's a classic, dude. And it was like in 2015, I was hanging out with a guy who um, had moved to Orange County. I, he went to some school down there. It wasn't UCI or whatever, but he's like, hey, I'm a big fan of your blog. And this is 2015. It was like one year at that, or maybe months at that time. And he's like, you want to go thrifting around um, around this, you know, in Orange County? I'm like, cool. And it wasn't where we normally go in Orange, in, uh, in downtown Orange. So I was like hanging out with this guy. We had pizza and I found a 60s Hopsack 3-Roll 2 Blazer. And I'm like, holy mm. shit, this is great. It's Patch Pocket. It actually was harmonious at the time, so that was really awesome. Nice. And then after that, I outgrew that like crazy. I don't know if MJ has that, because MJ has the other one that I got now. Maybe Jay has it? Maybe. Or maybe I just fucking gave it away. <laughs> who, who knows? But then the second one I got was uh, thanks to Ivan. After that fir- after I outgrew that first one, Ivan had it when I was in New York. Then I outgrew that one. <laughs> uh, only like, a couple months later. And then I was like, well... You know, well, I actually I wasn't planning on upgrading it too too fast, but I was like, you know, I just had it, and then um, I was at a Goodwill and I found a perfectly fitting hopsack jacket, and I'm like, well, now MJ can have the one that's slightly smaller, so I it goes from Ivan to Ethan to MJ, and then I get this one, and so again I I stumbled into this navy blazer, and I spent maybe a total of like sixty bucks. I I paid Ivan like fifty bucks for it. I you know there's the initial. $10 for that one from 2015 and then I, there's a $10 from the most recent one and so mm-hmm. it's not ideal obviously it's not but it, this kind of comes with like the vintage aspect for me where I'm like I know I can find this thing and if it's like a if it's a basic and like, like an AB blazer I feel like I can find it just like the same thing I never bought a loop wheel gray sweatshirt I I know I have the one from Gap that I bought a long time ago that was MJ's for like five years and I took it back because I wanted it again um but I also bought mine. I was picking for vintage. It was like 40 bucks. So vintage 60s or maybe 70s, um, 50-50 gray sweatshirt. 
got that too. You know, military chinos. Oh yeah, I didn't have to like I didn't discover them through Rice Lens or I didn't discover them through Bronson. I was at the flea market and I saw a pair for thirty dollars that Doug was like, Hey, check this out. I'm like, Holy shit, this is World War Two chinos. So I bought World War Two chinos for thirty dollars. You know, so it's I get the idea that for some of us, it's, it doesn't take a long time to commit. Um, but I do think you guys both have a longer, or you guys consider things a little bit more, or or or. And on the flip side, you guys are more impulsive in that sense too. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm. I kind of gather, like when you see something that you like, you know. Yeah. I yeah I guess yeah. It's it's fun. <laughs> I, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I wish I could live life like that, but maybe it's because I I got all this taste a long time ago. I mean, you got to thank Spencer for sending me shit. And being like, look at this thing. And I'm like, damn, I want this. <laughs> you know? And then I eventually just end up finding it. But I think the longest things for me to commit is anything that is, like, modern, obviously. I think with, like, my suits, I do think about a lot. And I'm like, I, I'm, since I wear a suit every day, I'm very aware of if I'm going to outgrow this thing really fast. Right. Or... Mm-hmm. Um, or I just I I've always wanted this thing and I'm getting to that stage in life where I, I want this. So exa- for a g- good example is like my brown double breasted, um, Chris Bear suit, and that's something I've oh, I've always wanted. I know that if I got a brown suit, it would have to be four season wear in L.A. So that means I would not buy a 30s and 40s one because it's too hot. And I but I also would want to make sure that the maker could make a wider wider leg trouser. But I know at that point and wanting Chris Bear and working in the industry, I knew that the suit would cost at least fifteen hundred bucks. Um, which it ended up being when I bought it from Hall Madden, um, I was able to get the first one of a little bit of like an introduction friend discount uh, thanks to Kiyoshi. But I was like the second one. I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm buying this from them. But I was able to kind of go through that process and know, you know, what to watch out for and to really decide if I wanted it. And I know I wanted it. Dave did is, is not able to get a Chris Bear fabric of to his factory. So I was like, well, this is what I want to do. I don't feel like going for a whole new pattern somewhere else mm-hmm. and so stuff like that does take a while um there were a couple times with the ring jacket that took a while like i was debating on buying something from the bloke for a long time and then the bloke went out of business yeah. and they liquidated their stuff it wasn't like the cheapest but it was definitely like you know six seven hundred bucks compared to like it was basically like half off at that point so like but at the time it was during the pandemic and i was unemployed so it was like oh shit like should i use my money even if with the stimulus, should I even use it on this or should I use it for something else? But I ended up buying that that ring jacket and then Drop 93 opened up during the pandemic. So I was able to get more ring jacket for about the same price, 600 bucks, you know, half off or whatever. Um, and so it did turn these things that I was going to wait a long time for into a lot shorter into a lot more affordable price range. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't really buy things retail um but maybe shoes i guess would be the one that i took a long time for but that's something that like you know we've we've had our whole podcast episode on shoes and footwear and how like you know the shoes really make the fit and so that's kind of a thing where like yeah a 700 or i guess now 800 dollar pair of shell quarter shoes seems like a lot um it takes a long time to save up for in other words it also means that that's a long time to not be buying other things yeah. but at that time it's like well our shoes make the fit if i really want to commit to being to having a good outfit and to not wear, you know, Alan Edmonds shoes that maybe not be too bad, but like, you know, they just, they don't fit the way I want them to or whatever. Um, I didn't want to just buy another pair of Alan Edmonds. I would just rather buy the real one. So I bought the Alden. So like that took a little bit, but like that was like the time where I only bought shoes for the entire year because I wasn't buying other stuff. Mm-hmm. 
So there's a little bit of like that, like mental calculation of like, what do I, how long should I commit to this? Or is this worth the commitment? And, um, should I, should I buy other stuff? Like, is this, is this really a priority for me compared to other things on like on my wish list? Um, but yeah, uh, and to, to, on that note, I feel like buying online for me takes more thought and research than buying it in person. Cause I feel like I don't have the essence thing of like, Oh, it's on sale. I'll just buy it for me. It's like, it's too easy to buy it. So I'm incredibly more skeptical of if, do I really yeah. want this, you know? And even then, like I, I don't, I don't really buy designer or ready to wear stuff online. It's almost always eBay. It's almost always what I've always wanted. The only new things have been like shoes. Um, and so, and again, that, that's something that's like, yeah, I should buy this because it's absolutely necessary for my style. You know, a black tassel loafer. I can't imagine my life without a black tassel loafer. We just we did an episode on foundational stuff, so these are all foundations. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Well, let's talk about saving up now. Let's talk about the money aspect. So we talked about the, the time we need for it. Um, actually, before I, before I actually move on, is there anything that, that, that you waited over a year for? Or, or almost uh, a year? I think, I think probably the Alden uh, LHSs I saved... I, I just I took like 75 bucks out of every paycheck for uh, a little bit under okay. a year I think yeah. yeah damn that's 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 a pretty that's a pretty hefty one for you yeah. um but what about I guess clothing we just get is it just we just get lucky so we find <laughs> it we don't really have to like wait for it I mean I in terms of, that's uh, I don't know the, those are maybe the most expensive single item thing that I've ever purchased the Alden LHSs what about um, like the, your M forty three pants? Uh, I mean that I just had the money for at the time, so it's like if I have the money, then I'm I don't know. I like I'm I can be I could be a little financially irresponsible sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that was just a case where I was like, you know, like I came there wanting it, and I had a general idea in my head of like how much I was going to pay for it, and the price that he quoted me was roughly in that price range, and so I was like, yeah, that's fine. What did you spend on it again? Two fifty. I think. No, or it less. was less than that. It was like it was like uh, between one fifty and one seventy five, I think. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh. Which is again, that's like what I expected to pay. Right. I I was I had like one fifty in my head, and so when it was around there, I was like, okay, that's yeah. what I already prepared for. Well, what about you, MJ? Anything that you waited over a year for? Um, I don't think so. Not clothes, at least. <laughs> yeah, I, I waited. I waited I mean, like a year to buy my switch. <laughs> Okay, that's yeah, that's the that's the yeah, that's like the real stuff, you know, where it's like, oh, you see, like what in our Discord, I feel like you know, like there's all there's all of those like, um, pre-order stuff, like you know, like like the shoes, like I think Rancourt or some kind of or Quadi, yeah. did like 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 the uh, like the like the shoes, they they always do like a pre-order to like guarantee that you get a spot, you know, I I get that, and yeah. then I feel like for me. I found the Alden Blue Jumak, so I, 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 I'm, I'm just fucking lucky, baby. Let's go. Um, but I think for one thing, I, I know I've waited for is like a brown wool suit. I know I, I always wore my brown, my brown cotton one. I started to outgrow it, and then I was like, and he didn't have the brown cotton anymore, and so I was like, well, I guess now I'm gonna buy a brown wool suit. Um, I mean, I guess the same thing with the Hall Madden ones, where I was like, I'm, I'm gonna wait until I get to a stage where I meet a maker and make enough money to buy a custom suit that can do a wide leg in the crisper initially it was going to be ascot chang uh but of course got laid off and then they closed the la store so it made it really hard to do that so i was like well i'm just gonna keep waiting around i'm gonna keep wearing my separates and my cotton suits from fugue um but then you know 2000 
21, I was able, or maybe like er, uh, early, late 2020, I was able to get the Hall Madden suit, mm -hmm. or at least order it. And then I had to wait until it came in, like, you know, four, month, four or five months later because of the uh, pandemic. Um, but yeah, waiting for something, I, I don't really have had to do that. Again, the brown suit is something I've always wanted in my head. I gave up my brown suit, my previous wool brown suit, to MJ a couple of years ago because I, I definitely outgrew that one. Um, uh, I, other stuff has been the kind of upgrades like with the shoes, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, maybe I waited my whole life for, for Saffron Core or at least waited like a couple of years before I was actually able to, to commit to it. Um, but I'm about to save, so saving up. Spencer, you, you talked about uh, already about, you know, putting money out, uh, aside for your paycheck. Mm -hmm. That's a really adult way of doing this. Yeah. <laughs> I mean that's just that's that's how I've always saved money. I just like take I just I'd like I just set up like an odd like an automatic thing uh, on like my banking app to just like you know put money into an account or something. Or like at my last job, I put this on the the payroll thing that they use like allowed you to set up uh, that directly. So it's like you could set up a savings account on just the app and then like cash it out whenever you wanted. Mm. So that was that was pretty convenient too. Yeah, that's. That's interesting. So you'd you'd rather save up and then buy it as opposed to buying it now than not buying stuff later. Yeah, just because I don't want to. It's I don't know. I want to feel. I don't. I I want to minimize regret. I guess. And so if I'm like the if more I'm not, effort you put into it, quotation marks, you'll yeah. You'll it's like it'll give that. like what like one. It was giving me time to think about. It's like okay, do I really want to spend this much on shoes? And then also when I purchased it, it wasn't. It wasn't a case of like, oh my god, I'm gonna have to like eat nothing but like lentils or something for the next six months. It, like I could still be comfortable and like buy other things if I wanted to, like and stuff like that, and like you know would not be like, oh, I can't go out to dinner um, with friends because I'm saving up for these shoes or whatever. Right, right. Uh, so so it, it was just a way of you know being able to enjoy it a little bit more. Okay, I guess that that makes sense. MJ, how do you do? You do the same thing? Or? Um, kind kind of like so on the good side, yes. It just don't buy stuff and just save up until I have it. And then of course we you know we have credit cards, so you just <laughs> go into a little little bit of debt here and there, or you know pay it pay for it uh, at the end of the month. But uh, right. But yeah, it's it's a mix. Um, but I, I, I still don't do anything too crazy, obviously, where it's like, you know, I pay, pay or, or buy something out of, out of my, my, my pay grade, I guess. Right. Yeah. That's kind of been the benefit of getting older where things just start to become more accessible, I guess. Um, I, I am definitely the person who buys now and then doesn't buy anything later, but I think that that's not because it's not immediate for me either way i the money's already been saved up so it's like mm -hmm. if i say i'm gonna buy these tassel loafers i know that i've not been buying stuff in preparation for that so like when i get that impulse not really impulse but when i finally get to be like you know what i'm gonna go on shoemart.com and buy it right now it's already been fine you know what i mean mm -hmm. and i guess maybe like the tests have been like me the only the only real tests have been oh, I'm gonna, like, I'm at the flea market and I go, oh, I see this thing, probably a good move not to buy this. That's, that's the only real thing where I'm like, oh, I should save the money. Because otherwise, I don't really do too much. I eat at home a lot. 
I guess we go out to eat, but like I don't think that we go out to eat like crazy. It's only been recently that we've been like going to like a bars and stuff where like drinks are that that's like a newer expense, you know. But like I feel like thankfully I already own the expenses. I already bought my crazy shell quarter and shoes before I started to drink more often. So I lucked out, baby. It's already a sunk cost. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't. I, it, thankfully, at least for me, it doesn't really affect my other hobbies. Um, I, but again, I, I probably am the guy who's like, oh, I probably won't get boba today because I'm trying to save the money for it. But then there's a whole thing of like, it's only five dollars. Boba's not five dollars anymore. It's like eight dollars. So yeah. it's eight dollars. It's, like, yeah. it's like it's like going um, to Starbucks though. It's the same thing. Yeah. Let's have so a goddamn expensive. Um, but let's talk, I'm gonna skip ahead a little bit, so, like, uh, while, while we're still on this part of it, like, how often have you guys bought, like, in the moment? Like, I know we talked a little bit about the, the impulse buying, um, how much of your buying is, I, is, like, tangible, and how much of it is online? And historically speaking as well. Back in 1583. <laughs> I went to the town speaking. square. <laughs> yeah, anyway... Um, I prefer to buy in person when I can just because I don't like to, I, I don't like the anxiety that I get when I'm like waiting for something to be delivered and not sure if it's going to fit right or if I'm going to like it. Yeah. You want to try it on first. As yeah. And also I just get impatient waiting for shipping. Honestly, mm. I hate it. Um, and so <laughs> I, if I can get something just right then and there, I prefer it. Um, yeah. and I think that also kind of, uh, that, that, that really adds to the, sense of urgency of purchasing something um like i was thinking that at the scott fraser thing where i'm probably gonna end up buying one of the uh one of his shirts like online um but at the trunk show i was like it's like why don't i i could just fucking get it now and then i won't have to wait for shipping but what saved me is he didn't have the shirt i wanted anyway so then i i couldn't get it yeah but if he if he had if he had the shirt i might have purchased it i i probably would have gotten it right then and there yeah, that that that's probably the one thing about immediacy that we we do fall pa- fall for because of the the vintage aspect of if you don't mm-hmm. buy it right now it'll be gone forever, um, and I think we're all we're obviously at that stage where like we have a lot of the basics and stuff so like it's not like we're it's not like I don't, actually I don't know I don't think anything really replaces purchases in my mind like I don't have that kind of that shorter attention span where like my love of something gets replaced because I can't get it so I immediately buy something else like. Again, the gaucho thing is something that I've wanted for years, and uh, I guess that's a, hey, that's an example of something I waited a long time for. Yeah. Um, but what about what about you, MJ? So, um, like, yeah, immediate um, in the moment stuff. Mm-hmm. Are they all? Are they almost always in person versus online? I think you buy uh, online a little bit more. Yeah, I, I do a little bit more. Yeah, I guess it's mostly things like um, not necessarily vintage, um, but I feel like it the the same idea applies where it's like. Um, maybe it's like not what's the word not short printed like small batch like items like uh, like you know going back to the uh, the plasticana like hemp clogs like those are like small batch like sort of thing like um, small stock Uh, so it's kind of like if you if you want them you should get them because like even though it's not like like a like a hype beast, you know, shoe drop, they probably won't come back after they're all gone sort of thing. Um, yeah. So, yeah, just stuff like that. I, it, It's never been too crazy for me, I guess. Uh, socks at Inspiration, <laughs> maybe. 
uh, <laughs> oh yeah that was that was truly that was, that was truly for me like random yeah because i i feel random. like well, the, that's like i've always liked the deck socks of tony sylvester but i didn't want to i don't want to buy no offense i don't think tony listens to this but i'm like i'm not gonna buy socks from the uk you know what i mean <laughs> like it's just so far and then i see them in here and they're still fine they're these ones are great but it's like for socks, man, like I'm gonna buy that when I can touch it. Like I'm not buying socks online. <laughs> I gotta They're... touch this sock. <laughs> but I do do that with Dapper Classics. But hey, if, if Dapper Classics was in person, and they had over the calf, uh, cotton socks. I would definitely do that. So, so wait, no over the calf, o- over the counter. <laughs> oh yeah, OT, OTC, OTC, baby, yeah. OTC squared. That's right. Um, but yeah, that's OTC kind of the squared. thing. Uh, I do save up to commission suits. There's never been a time where I was just talking to Dave, and then like while I'm talking, I'm like, you know what? Let's also get a a, a a plaid in there, you know. Like I'm not I'm not that kind of thing. I don't I don't really add on to stuff. I remember not to can't not to like expose Mark Cho, but like I was I remember I was at the Armory to go buy the um the the Badwin Lounge uh, Sagans, which I get. That's another thing. I I tried them on one year ago, then I came back mm-hmm. a year later to buy them. I could have bought them online at any time, but I bought them in person. Um, I remember that that you know Mark was showing me all the different stuff. Like oh yeah, try on the road jacket, try on the safari jacket, try on this ring jacket, and I'm like. Mark, I'm here just for the shoes, man. I'm not buying anything. Mark, baby. I'm not buying anything else. <laughs> so that's you know, that's that's how it's uh, that's how I'm able to do it. Even you know, I have I guess in New York I did buy cat eye sunglasses, but I did wait a day, so I guess I, that wasn't super immediate. Um, mm-hmm. But I guess yeah, with thrifting, it's like if if it fits you and you like it, you should just buy it. And like again, I I was recently at the at the flea market, I bought brown fisherman sandals and a green plaid sack jacket mm-hmm. but you could argue uh those are things i've always wanted because they are green plaid come on i yeah. wear plaid jackets all the time it's, and then uh, the brown fisherman sandals i already own the 2121s i've always wanted them i wanted yeah. fisherman sandals when i saw illustrations of it i wanted it when i saw a guy post that he had or i saw the churches mm-hmm. um the church's sandals i think which are like super they're like a thousand dollars and then i saw that uh again i saw a friend of ours or you know, someone we know make their own, and then I bought it from the store that that was retailing his stuff. So I didn't even buy it directly through him because it was like a, a make from a different from a uh, it was a make specifically for the store. But that's again just like Scott Fraser. It was an example of I like this thing, and then someone makes it at an affordable price point or an accessible price point that I buy that thing. Like so, I've again everything's always been in there. Um, what about regrets? You know, we've said a lot about, like, yeah, we've we've talked a lot about us buying stuff and, uh, you know, waiting a long time and being careful about it, but I'm sure that we've got regrets with buying. Spencer, whenever you regret it. You know, I'm going to think I'm the perfect man because I can't think of that many (laughs) um, that at least I've paid for with my money, (laughs) I guess. I don't know. I can think of a couple things where it's like, no, I think I have good taste. Everything I've I bought has been good. Like maybe like the the, the only things I've re- times I've regretted things are if it doesn't fit right. Um, and I can't think of many specific examples of that. I guess my leave my the first LVC denim jacket that I got, but even that's not a huge regret. Um, I I spent less than a hundred bucks on the jacket itself. I I paid over a hundred to try to get it fixed because the, it was longer than I expected. Um, and so the next time I bought uh, a denim jacket, which was the Bronson, uh, type one, I was a lot more careful, but it's, it's really only stuff like that where it's just like, 
I don't think I've ever per- regretted something that I purchased in person. Yeah. Um, I've managed to figure out how to wear everything that I've ever bought. But, th- like, if I buy stuff online, if it doesn't fit, that's the only time I regret it. It's yeah. it's never, like, I buy something and I'm like, oh, fuck, I don't actually like this anymore. Yeah. Um, it's it's just because I it just doesn't fit the way I thought it would fit. Yeah. Yeah, I guess when it's in person, it's like you only have yourself to blame, so <laughs> you don't want that to happen. Yeah. Um, yeah. And none of us like reselling things, so no. that's like no, the, I don't the like it. too much work. work and yeah. what then? Why did you buy it in the first place? In my opinion, yeah. yeah. Uh, so MJ, what about you? Regrets? Um, no, I'm perfect. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Two perfect I, men over well, here. I mean, also like yeah. I mean, like even stuff that I've bought online, whether it was through the retailer or like eBay, um, it could also just be luck that like everything's fit right and came in like you know good condition and everything like that um yeah i mean this one like you also are able to buy it from me yeah and you also get to try it on yeah and i mean like the things that that i've gotten from ethan obviously like you know zero regret (laughs) um other than pre-vetted yeah uh, other than now i have to find a place for it to fit in the closet like physically uh yeah yeah i i don't really get too many regrets uh from tailoring i think i regret more i guess i guess maybe that's already i'm already correcting myself but like i do regret maybe some of like the the customization choices by which i mean like making the pants too tapered (sighs) but that's kind of like something that you don't know until you do it so i can't really correct myself until i trade on i'm 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 pretty good at like altering my pattern but i have to have a pattern to work from Mm -hmm. You know, and that's and obviously algorithms don't work like that. You can't just tell it to make a wide leg pant. Like, you know, most of them are based on body measurements. And then you go from there. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a couple things I've regretted in a sense. Um, I bought the Yucatans and I think a lot of them I don't really wear anymore. A couple of them were just too big because I, I that one I definitely got engrossed in it because like I these were these were types of shoes I've always wanted, like the paraboot style ones that he had. Um there were these uh, PTBs, black PTBs, and then there were these um, like camp mocks, which I've, I've again I've always wanted. But then they were all slightly too big, and I think maybe by the time I bought them in person, my feet were already swollen, so like they kind of fit. They like they were fine in person. Then like at home, like when you're trying it on with, like with your normal self, it just didn't work. So mm-hmm. MJ has those. Um, I, I a lot of online stuff. I sometimes have regretted. Um, I can't really recall anything right now. I think usually it's just like the, the fit was wrong. I, I just didn't, maybe I forgot to ask for a measurement. Like I, th- I remember like my khaki jeans mm-hmm. um, to, that I bought to replace my uh, Levi stay pressed. Those ones were just one size too small. I should have like double checked like the waist size on those and the rise. But, um, but that's a good example of something that I kind of regret. That's kind of just a bad purchase. Mm. Um, I, I did. I wore them as much as I could until I ended up getting just too big for them. And then I gave them to MJ. Um, but there's other stuff where, um, yeah, it's mainly casual stuff. I just kind of regret because I just don't wear it as much. I, I think as I get older, I kind of re- uh, reveal what I actually like, mm-hmm. um, and I, I try not to buy it because, like, again, like I've always liked vintage. I like short jackets. Then I'll buy a short jacket and I end up not wearing it because I mainly wear tailoring all the time. So it's like casual stuff. I just don't really wear as much. Mm-hmm. However, stuff like the brand, like the, like the USN flared dungarees, that's something mm-hmm. that was not really impulsive. Like I've always kind of had them in my mind. I never really saw them in person until that moment. And then the ones I tried on fit me. 
that's kind of and I was like, well, it's already here. I'm gonna buy these. I've always kind of wanted good jeans. It's like that's kind of a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm at, I'm at a stage right now where I'm kind of like at a at an apex with my purchases, um, and I'm only really I'm an trying apex to... predator. <laughs> uh, what do you got? What do you got cooked up in that lab? Um, but I'm just kind of like upgrading what I already have, um, and just kind of nailing down fit as my body changes. You know, like I just. I feel like I want like a slightly roomier 501 or maybe trying to find some like other types of jeans that like fit because I think that the tapering just doesn't fit as I work out or whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't, I try not to regret too much. Um, on that note, what do you guys think about cost per wear? Some people use cost per wear as like a way to stave off regret because like you have to really you calculate, <laughs> right? Like, so cost yeah. per wear for, it's literally in the title, but if you don't, for those of you who don't know, it is, finding out how much it costs to wear something after you bought it. So if a, if a, if a jacket costs 100 bucks, the first time you wear it, the cost per wear is 100 bucks. The second time you wear it, you're paid 50 bucks to, to wear that jacket. And of course it goes down with each each uh each time you wear it. And so I, how do you guys feel about this and do you use it? I know that uh, is there I know I've talked to some menswear guys who don't like that metric and get annoyed by it. I don't think I use it in the same way that other people do, but I heard the phrase and it was like, "Oh, that is kind of something I think about." But again, it's like the argument against it I've heard is like, "Oh, you shouldn't think about like that and just think about if you like it or not." But what I think is like, "Okay, do I see myself wearing this for like a really long time?" And like when you think about it that way, it's like, "Okay, I'm not buying a jacket. I'm not buying this like, you know, 300 $400 jacket or something to wear this year. I'm buying it to wear for the next like 20 years." So it's mm. like when you think about that, it's really not that much money. Um and so that's kind of the way I apply it more rather than trying to like do math to make my purchases and style the best it yeah can be, i guess and, and you don't have like you don't have like the crazy purchases because everything you wear because kind of no. like, works for what you have you don't have anything like that's like this is totally out the wheelhouse not um, really no okay everything i, I don't buy yeah i don't think buy anything crazy unexpected i don't think okay well what about what about mm. you mj um do you use it's... it it's more just like like a loose like like w- way right, of okay, thinking of yeah. things I think because like 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 you were saying the whole like hundred dollars and then the second time it's fifty dollars blah 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 um, it's more just like you're just kind of weighing if you're gonna get um, if the price to entry is gonna get you that amount of satisfaction that you want out of the uh, out of the item out of the garment um yeah but even then it's it, it's not like oh i gotta you know i gotta wear it x amount of times or it's not worth it but then it's like um i i, I guess once you start thinking about that sort of stuff you already have an idea of whether you want it or not you know what i mean right. um because then then it's like um Okay, if if I if I care that much about like thinking about this buying this item, um, I probably care about it a lot. So I'm gonna I'm gonna buy it. You know, if that makes sense. That makes yeah. no sense. I'm gonna <laughs> no, kill you. I'm dead. <laughs> no, I I I really I I kind of get it because so something I thought of when I was writing this section was like Spencer I, I kind of do a little bit of both where like I do want this to be up to apply for something I wear for a long time so like if I'm buying usually it's it's a basic right so it's like 
navy my navy hopjack jacket i bought my hopjack jacket uh was spear and mckay which was like you know was it 300 bucks and then i bought like a drake's one on sample sale thanks to our friend and patron shane shane curry at 10 hey ten dollars you get their extra <laughs> shout out right there that's right uh, but i bought it from there for like 500 bucks i think five six hundred bucks which was kind of the same price as what i would get from from ring jacket right um and at the time, Ring Jacket was Drop 93 wasn't a thing, or maybe they just didn't have the Armory's balloon fabric, whatever. I think now they do, but I'm not replacing this. I already have the one. Um, but uh, but that's a good example of like, okay, well, this is a basics I know I'm going to wear all the time. Same thing with like my brown balloon jacket I got when I was in Japan, my brown suits, my navy suits. Like These are stuff I wear all the time. Or hell, my tassel loafers, which are a crate, or pretty expensive, but I wear them almost every day. I mean... Most outfits, I, I have to I have to choose to not wear them, you know, because it's just so easy. Um, but, like, kind of like MJ, where, you know, you kind of think about, like, oh, I want to buy this because I like it. It's kind of like eating at a fancy restaurant where, like, yeah, I'm, I'm indulging myself and I'm buying the experience of this thing. And it's okay if I don't wear it all the time. Like, maybe the, the food metaphor kind of falls apart about, like, the rewearability of it. But, like, buying my... My tuxedo or my kimono, for example, those are things that are definitely special occasion stuff. You know, saffron core is not something I wear every day, even though I do wear it often. I'm typically in a sport coat. So that kimono from from uh, that I bought from Grailed or even like my barber jacket, it's like I'm buying it because I know I want this thing. I am preparing myself to regret it if it comes down to it, but I know I'm not going to and I end up not regretting it like i wear my barber jacket anytime it's even close to raining i wear it at this point more than my overcoat because i love my barber jacket and you know it's not super heavy it's not wool but so it kind of works in la um and then i have uh you know my kimono one i just i wear it you know uh when the situation calls for it. you know black tie adjacent stuff or when i feel like being fancy so it's like i know that i'm spending more than i would typically spend on a piece of clothing but i still um it's, it's like worth it to me so cost per wear mm-hmm. i'm not really concerned about driving it down but i am concerned with the initial price to me mm-hmm. and if i feel like i am accomplishing what i want accomplishing makes it sound too cons- too conceptual if i'm just getting what i value out of it you know like like yeah, again yeah. eating it's, it as uh, eating it at a fancy restaurant it's like i am buying it because i want to experience this thing and i and i'm gonna enjoy it like yeah, it's like, and the other thing is like, there, there. In in most cases, I would like to buy something uh, purely because I enjoy it. But of course, like price does, like have a factor in how much I enjoy yeah. it. Yeah. Like you know, I'll enjoy something. Uh, like I'll be able, I'll be more willing to compromise on something if I'm spending less money on it, or if you know, if, again, if it's like vintage or something. But if yeah. I'm gonna be spending a lot of money on uh, something, that I prefer it to be exactly what I'm looking for. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, then that's why, yeah, for me, it's all been tailoring, it's all been shoes, and anything else, I prefer to get vintage. You know, like Fisherman Sandals, uh, I, I guess I was, like, gonna get the same ones from 2120, but then I looked into these, you know, but, like, like, like you know, OCBDs, like, I know that there's a bunch of OCBDs out there, um, I can't bring myself to do it because I am too good at finding them for, like, between between 20 and 50 bucks. I can't, I can't, and they're, they're exactly what I want. They're vintage Brooks, not just because, not just in brand name, but in the color roll and everything. So it's like, I, I, I could spend, like, a $200 shirt, but I, I'm not going to because I can, I can do it. And that might be one, one difference there. So the cost per wear for basic stuff like that is, like, it's got to be low. Um, and especially because I know I have a lot of clothes, so, like, I just, I got to you know, 
they're going to be, I have to buy them low because I know I have a lot of clothes. So the cost per wear is still going to be pretty static. You know, it won't, I won't be able to drive it to zero because I'm not a pragmatic dresser. I don't wear, I don't buy something just to wear every single day. There is that element of like experience to it. Um, on the, I guess that's why like shoes, suits, and ties are something I would spend a lot of money for, or more than what a typical thing would be because I like those things for like the art of it. But t-shirts, absolutely not. Knitwear, probably not. Sweaters, you know, OCBDs, probably not. But once you're starting into spear points, I feel like I gotta, I gotta, I, I'm paying for that 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 privilege yeah. to get like a, a something I I exactly want. There's even uh, before um, we move on to the last section, I do want to say GQ did a story where they did rebut cost per wear he says getting dressed ceases to be about imagination or fun or self-expression it's just another petty cash indignity another four dollar iced coffee that you wear i like that i don't want to i don't want to reduce my clothing to like to like yeah. that idea i, I want it to be like something and, i'm i want to spend money on because i i like it you know so i don't mind it if yeah, I, like exactly. if my kimono costs me 50 bucks to wear it i i think it's worth it at that point you know so if uh I mean, says, yeah, yeah go ahead well, I was just going to say, it's like, again, I kind of use cost per wear not as like, oh, I got to keep wearing this thing because I paid so much goddamn money for it. It's just more of me, that's just more of me tr- trying to figure out, it's like, okay, am I going to actually wear this for like a long time or yeah. something? Is this something that I can imagine with just like one outfit or I just think the, the garment itself looks cool or is it something that I could really see? like integrating into my wardrobe and stuff like that and it is kind of uh a way of thinking about how much i actually love this piece of clothing yeah again this kind of goes to how how our unique thing is that we have our taste for a long time so far i mean i don't know we keep saying oh maybe when when we're 30 it'll be different i'm approaching 30 right now dude and i feel fine um, it's turned 62. <laughs> the GQ article says, if you dig something, buy it. If you only wind up wearing it twice, you'll regret it. But for that brief pre-trigger moment, when you think you might become the guy who wears balloon linen pants, math goes out the window. What takes its place? Pure possibility. I That might be too idealistic and probably too, a little too crazy, but uh, there is that idea, right, where, like, you know, I really like it. Like, again, the kimono thing, crazy. I mean... As an overcoat, my overcoat is is pragmatically better than this, you know, or uh, you know, and uh, it doesn't really go with tailoring as much, you know. Wearing a tie with a kimono feels a little bit weird because it doesn't actually close. But I wanted that damn thick, and I was gonna do mm-hmm. it, and that's how Safed Core came about. Um, but let's close off talking about, you know, staving off regret here. And I think what what what's what are some ways that we don't do that? Um, I think number one, I don't doing do as it. much research as possible. I th- yeah, doing research. I think MJ, you get it secondhand, but like you said earlier, where you get to see me and Spencer wear the things that you want, and so you're like, well, if they can do it, I can do it, and it gives you that mm-hmm. that that ammo for it. I would say that I probably do that with you know with uh, Ethan Newton, Tony Sylvester, and those guys that I like. Where at the time when I when I stumbled into my jungle jacket or I stumbled into the M43 pants, I already had the ammo in my head, so I knew I wasn't going to regret it. Um, and I like them for that reason. Like I didn't I didn't have to think, oh well, OG one sense could be better. At the time, they were right in front of me. They probably cost the same amount as OG-107. So my my green fatigue pant forever is now the M43. So it's like it just took that place. Um, and mm-hmm. I get to wear it with whatever I want. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, research, I think, is, is top tier. You um, got to do your gotta. research. I've said yeah. that many times. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, research is just research. like watching, like, like you, Spencer, right? Watching movies, seeing all the stuff, and pay, paying yeah. attention to all the details, just, you know? Yeah, and just like figuring out, uh, like, because a, a, a like a big thing, um, 
that I, I saw I saw Derek uh, tw- tweet this or something where he said it's like a big part of style is just the ability to um, I don't know cre- like communicate using the the history of visual language I guess is I, I think I'm paraphrasing what he said but it's something along those lines mm-hmm. and so um, one of the big things for me when it comes to finding vibes or whatever the vibes that I want to emulate and again this is more gonna apply to people who are into uh if not vintage fashion then fat like a style that relies a lot on vintage clothing um is a a lot of different styles and clothing uh like individual pieces used to be kind of relegated to uh either people living in a certain part of the country or people who worked a certain profession and stuff like that yeah like all these things like have like you know like uh, like everything has like a meaning like and and that's that's one of the things where every time I try to find something new that uh, I like, I look up. It's like, okay, well, what would the kind of person, you know, who was wearing this back in the day, like, what would they be doing? Like, where would they be wearing this to do what activity? All this stuff. Yeah. And I think that, you know, even if I then decide to throw all that out the window, having that understanding at the beginning uh, is really is really helpful for, for figuring out how I want to style the piece or how I want to wear it. Yeah. Well, what about what about you, MJ? Uh your research. Yeah, I, honestly, I don't, I don't know what else I could add. You guys kind of said. It. <laughs> yeah. I, wh- one we thing, did. one thing I do think is maybe special for us. Maybe this is what Derek's kind of, kind of harping on here is that when you consume a bunch of, you know, menswear media, and I guess or just media that has fits within it, you get all the ideas. And for me, again, I just lucked out that I really liked Esquire Man, and there are so many variations of everything on there. There's pictures of guys wearing sport coats with like tall boots and with bucket hats because they're going fishing so i'm like okay so i know that if i bought a bucket hat, i'll just wear it like that you know and then when mm-hmm. you follow people in the menswear space you know again seeing matt woodruff and, and chase winfrey wearing bucket hats seeing seeing tony sylvester wear a beret and then a vintage guy that i follow will post uh you know an intellectual in the 30s with a beret so like yeah. there's just so much ammo that we get from that you know i don't have to like it's almost like you know i'm getting seduced all the time as i wrote in my in my blog post um i don't i don't morning. have to I don't have to rely on a brand lookbook to like okay, where because I know a lot of guys will like see a brand lookbook like why or whatever see like a like a like a Western shirt and go that's so cool I don't know if I could wear it dude I've been seeing Western shirts my whole life by looking at whatever the hell Spencer posts and yeah he, he's I've like been seeing you know, Western shirts my whole life by living in the Wild West I mean bef- before you know if I looked at like Facebook and Reed Spencer's first chat it's just a bunch of us sending photos to each other of like look at this mm-hmm. thing you know and so and and so now we you know we built on that so like. Again, one aspect of research is just be aware of everything as possible. That way, when you see a brand, you'll know that you're not just liking the brand; you're liking the piece that they make. Again, referencing like SFC, um, you know, Scott uh, uh, Simon James Cathcart with the Spearpoint polos. Spencer and I love Spearpoint polos for years before they started sure their do. thing. You know, so that's one good example. Mm. Um, I'll say the other aspect of like you know minimizing regret or like purchasing, uh, you know, or getting better at purchasing. Uh, is to know your measurements, know everything as yeah. much as possible. That, that that I would I would also count getting tangible with clothing as a part of this. So like again, measuring everything yourself, measuring something that that you know fits you the best, so that way you can use it as like a template for other stuff. You know, measuring your best fitting jacket. So for me, it's like if I if I know right that like my my shoulders are seventeen and a half. Or I guess now they're they're definitely not that. Um, but, but, uh, you know, now that I know that like my Drake's jackets are a little bit oversized compared to like what I've worn before, 
I know that I have to measure my body and that Drake's jacket to know, okay, if I want this extended shoulder thing, this is how big the shoulder's got to be. But this is how mm-hmm. much the waist of the jacket should be. That way, it's not just a big oversized jacket. It's just the shoulders that are big um, to get that effect. Mm-hmm. So, like, knowing all of that stuff, knowing everything, the rise, the U-rise measurements, and then, you know, c- and comparing it to, to stuff that you've already owned, wearing what you've already owned, trying to find in the store as much as possible... And maybe asking questions. I think that's something great about our Discord, where if, if someone says, hey, I want to buy this thing, how does it fit? Someone could probably be like, oh, it fits like this, or I own it, you know, and I typically wear this, you know, it's a... Yeah. Someone it's could the, be like, hey, Mr. Questions. Yeah. It's the whole Reddit, it's the whole Reddit thing of like, hey, how does this fit? For reference, I'm 5'8", you know, so-and-so pounds, I, this is my shoe size. So it's like, okay, if we can, if we go off of that, you know, buying this thing should be easier for you. Um, mm-hmm. there's, you know, I think what helped me buy Alden's was, you know, again, trying them on and then helping me buy other stuff, other shoes was like, okay, if you're a this in Alden, you'll be a this in this other brand. So that, that, again, that also helps just getting a bunch of information for yourself. Um, and then lastly, uh, I guess, do you have, guys have anything else to add about measurements or whatever? I mean, I feel like, <laughs> I, I don't know. I feel like that's pretty self-explanatory. Yeah. Just like if you're going to be buying anything online, like, <sighs> Just know your measurements, idiot. <laughs> um, and don't be afraid to, if something's not listed on the listing, just don't be afraid to, to message the seller and ask because, you know, I don't know. You don't want to regret purchasing yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, try whenever it's online, I'm like, just try and buy something you can return as much as possible. And if it's anything else, buy, you know, buy in store or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. I will say something that we do. Go with a friend. That way, they can give you objective advice, and you can talk yourself through stuff. Because if you talk to a if you talk to a salesperson uh, about your purchase, and you end up like not doing anything, I feel like you're wasting their time a little bit. And the, you know, and the, even if well, you come, so even like if you come back, it, it still is a little bit. You know, depending you know on I mean? when where you go, the salesperson might not actually know that or much, care. or you know, like <laughs> or care. Yeah. So, like, sure, if you're going to like one of the places that we like, the good places. Then uh, you might get that, but for for most of our most of the country, uh, if you're just going to the nicest suit place you have in your town or whatever, I don't know. Maybe that maybe a local suit place, but like a fucking even like a suit supply or something. Like you, you're gonna you're gonna have a, a pretty big chance of people just being like, you know, just trying to make a sale. Yeah, and if you're listening to the podcast, you've probably been like button pocket harmony pilled, uh, <laughs> all kinds of pills. So like for me at least, I like to talk through my purchases. Uh, I know MJ Spencer have been there. Where I'm like, is this too long? Or should I, you know, like typically like to grab this jacket? Is this, is this rise too small? How is the drape going? Poor Isabel who has to deal with that when you guys aren't there. But mm-hmm. all of that really does help me, you know, determine if I'm going to buy this thing or if I'm going to buy it in the future or just good to know for yourself, just for your own preferences. I mean, that's the best part about this is like, it's all about building what your taste is and the stuff yeah. that you, the stuff that you don't buy is not a waste. It just means that you just, honed your taste that much further that's that's like you know it's not a bit it's not a big deal to not buy something because it's worse to buy something that you're not gonna wear that's the it's that's like the honer simpson what honer honer simpson oh okay got it <laughs> yeah honer simpson but lisa oh that's a but lisa yeah um Marge. but hopefully this gives you guys all an insight into how we buy clothes i know it's a little bit unique because of our vintage background and and we're at this point of our lives we're buying stuff that we like we're not really building a wardrobe anymore we're kind of 
Our wardrobe's already built. Honestly, everything we buy, we don't need it. <laughs> I don't need it yeah, anymore. I'm not a builder. But that's why that's why it becomes more about like that emotional connection. And if we're just gonna uh, beat it, uh, if, it, if it's gonna beat out other stuff, that's beat something it. I forgot just to talk about. It. Damn it! Maybe I'll write this in the blog post. But for me, buying something, it has to for at this point in my life, it has to be equal as or more enticing than what I already own. And if it can't beat that, then it's not worth it. It's not about yeah. like it's not about like oh I'm gonna buy it and not wear it. It's more like okay, do I need this sweater when I already have a you know navy sweater or gray sweater or whatever? Is this thing I'm buying right now gonna excite me as much as these things that I already own, or is it just like am I only feeling excitement in the moment? And that's something that I personally have to like really figure out, you know. Mm-hmm. And thankfully, most of these things are most stuff I buy are things that excite me just as much. And if they don't, they're really cheap, and I have it for when those emotional times happen. Just like yellow OG one hundred sevens, it does not beat exciting, yellow OG one hundred sevens. Do not beat out M forty three pants <laughs> or gray trousers. But when the feeling comes up, I go, "Oh, cool! Good thing I bought these for twenty dollars, yeah. <laughs> because J Crew is crazy uh, no, for it's, doing it's that." It's really nice to have like such a varied wardrobe that you can kind of pull it, pull out random things like that. That's super nice. Yeah, that is that's the best part. Like and, and those things, yeah. the random stuff, the emotional stuff, should be cheaper. You know, you shouldn't you shouldn't be spending a lot of money on those quirky stuff unless you really want. Unless it's more of an occasion than a more of like a, oh, I haven't worn these yellow pants. I'm gonna try it out. Let's have some fun. But that's the difference between mm-hmm. the yellow pants. And the kimono. The kimono is like, this is like the ultimate form. And the yellow pants are like, oh, I'm glad I got that for 20 bucks because I can just throw it on. You know, that's the difference. Um, But anyway, I hope this whole conversation was interesting. Uh, We'll put some photos of like our our favorite purchases, you know, in in the blog post. I'll have a little write up of my own personal philosophy on that as well on the blog, a little bit of rest. Um, Something else I thought of and I just immediately forgot. Can't remember it. Uh, But hey, if you want to talk through the stuff with us. You wanna if you wanna talk through all of the purchases with us, that's what the Discord is there for. But you can only get that if you go to patreon.com slash down direction. It's full of great people, guys who wear stuff differently than us, so they can all provide their perspectives on clothing. A couple of guys have been in the Discord where they get to affirm themselves on buying something and maybe be talked out of something that they may not actually want to wear or find themselves wearing. So it's mm. a really good spot, patreon.com slash down direction, five dollars a month. Get access to that, plus our bonus episodes. We talk about stuff like Spencer's trip to New York, um, a very funny episode where, you know, we had to fire our writers because they're asking for too much money. Um, We got that um, and a bunch of other movie reviews that we also love doing. We Uh, love the movies, folks. That's right. We're there all the time. Uh, $10 a month uh, gives you access to all of that. Plus, we say your name. Shane already got his, but you can say it again, MJ. Who else are we thanking? We're thanking our Sadcast fanatics, Austin Malat, Shane Curry, Philip Gregard, Henrik Wilberg, and Alexander Batten. That's right. We, we appreciate you. you guys so much. If I forgot any points You're because this episode friends. was a big one, um, if I forgot anything, it'll be in the blog post. So that's where it'll be. Uh, we'll catch you guys next time. Thanks for supporting the podcast. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.